hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. This is scary. Even scarier than Halloween or public speaking. Scarier than descending the stairs into a dark and unfamiliar basement. What is it, David? It's sharing your financial goals with friends and family. We took the time to look back to when we did it, and today we're sharing the nine things we learned. You're listening to Cream Money episode number 356. Let's get on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Welcome back to another episode. You know, this episode is, is an interesting one because... I think a lot of us are scared to tell the truth about ourselves, mm-hmm. especially to people who have been conditioned to us living a certain way. This is who we are, right? When we want to make a change in our lives, whether it's a financial goal or a personal goal or a goal that we are going to know, we know we're going to struggle with, we often get scared as to what other people are going to think. We're worried about what our friends are going to say. We're worried about what our family is going to say. And we oftentimes worry that it may disrupt the relationship we have with those people because we want to maintain those relationships. We oftentimes feel compelled to maintain these relationships. And sometimes that means we don't tell people the truth (laughs) about ourselves. So, yeah, I think this is you know, a lot of us in the LGBTQ plus community can relate to this, right? Many of us have come out and sort of told something to our friends and family that makes us seem somewhat different than they are. So we've kind of overcome that. But for a lot of people, it's even scarier to talk about your financial goals than it is to come out of the closet about your gender identity or sexual orientation. So let's v- visit here why that might, why this might be the case. Right. Well, this goes way, way, way back 50,000 years ago <laughs> during our nomadic and caveman days, right? So the amygdala was formed when we needed to rely on a tribe of people for our survival, right? And that's back once upon a time when you know your tribe was about 30 people. And we needed to make sure that we were meeting those people's expectations and that they, they liked us enough to at least include us in the tribe because we couldn't survive on our own. Just we needed those people for survival. So that's kind of what this fear is rooted in is this tribal mentality and this need for survival that we're afraid that now if we tell people something about ourselves that seems to make us different, that we're afraid that we will be shunned from our community and that we won't have that that survival mechanism. There was a quote I read in Human Evolution that I thought was very poignant for this because so much is happening. The speed at which technology and our culture is changing is, is is at a rapid speed. We've never seen this before in our human history. And so this quote I thought was very poignant. The slow speed at which this genetic network has evolved from generation to generation for millions of years contrasts with the current exponential explosion of cultural development, which have spread with increasing speed throughout the world. So right now, our amygdala is just simply not able to keep up with the rapid change in our culture and in society and technology. And so even though culturally we are not at fear of losing our tribe, 
and that most of us have a tribe of more than 30 people, that even if we did lose some people from our tribe, we still have resources to rely on. We still have this fear that fights the urge to tell people something that exposes ourselves or that people might think is somewhat makes us different. Right. And you think about how our brains have worked, right? We have like you said, 50, 60, 70,000 years ago, our brains were built on basically a mammal brain, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, brain. It, it, and we have grown and changed, but not as fast as the world because we're adapting the world now to us rather than us adapting to the world. So our brains are kind of to a certain degree not growing because of the outside environment. They're growing because of actually probably not growing as fast as, as they they could be. But I, I think about fight or flight, right? In certain situations, we react a certain way because that is the way our brains evolved. And there isn't really a way to break that. That's part of the why, you know, we talked last week about the fear and anxiety that happens during the holiday season. We still have fear and anxiety in part because we look out to the world and think it's an unsafe place when really we know deep down inside, we know it's not as unsafe as we sometimes make it out to be. So why is it so difficult? How is it? Why is it so difficult to talk to our family and friends? Well, John and I went through this ourselves, right? We went through talking to our family and friends about our struggle financially, even though we were in financial services, our struggle with credit card debt and trying to keep our tribe. Mm -hmm. And so when we look back on that, we, we said, well, what did we do? What kind of steps did we take that made it a little easier for us to be able to talk to our family and friends about it? So we wanted to share these nine steps with you. Exactly. So the first step that we, we took and that we suggest that you take is first, take care of yourself first, right? This is your life. You need to live your life on your terms and you can't let other people's expectations dictate what your goals and objectives are in life and then what's going to make you happy. You know, we talk a lot about the need to put your oxygen mask on first before you help other people. And our community is very altruistic and very and often wants to help other people. And that's great, but we can't do that at the expense of our own survival. So take care of yourself first. Keep in mind that whatever your goal is, whether it's to pay off credit card debt, or something out, you know, as in our case, or some other financial goal, even if it's something a little bit more positive as a saving for retirement, state that out loud and and be proud of that and, and be confident that that you're pursuing what's right for you because you have to take care of you. Right. Step number two is to only tell who you need to tell and then don't tell anybody else. Right. <laughs> I think sometimes we get excited and we want to tell people that we're doing this and why we're doing it. But the reality is, is it doesn't need to be a social media blast to everyone you know that you're going to take some sort of steps to improve yourself financially. It really should be to the people who are on a need-to-know basis, right? Not everyone needs to know. We told close friends, we told family because we knew it would have an impact on our relationship with them because they would start to see some of the changes we were making in our lives. Yeah, I think so often, especially today with Facebook and Instagram, there's this need to have to overshare and that's definitely not healthy. Now, now if you if you feel that you need to share, that's fine. But if you're feeling like if the anxiety of sharing is, is, is or if you're feeling anxiety because of this or being compelled to share, then you don't have to share. I mean, that's totally your prerogative. Share or not share, but only share with who you have to share. And if it's not all 3,000 of your friends on Facebook, then don't <laughs> share with all 3,000 people on Facebook. Right. Because not 
2,999 of them probably don't even care. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Step number three, and we had to practice this a lot, but be calm and brave, but only share what you must share. And then also share no more. We did this in a neutral setting. We only told people who need were on a need to know basis, but we were very confident and and sucked it up and shared what we need to share with who we need to share and no more. And so we encourage you to do the same. Try not to get upset or emotional because very often when you get upset or emotional, that makes the other person or people upset or emotional. And then they try to be a solution to that. They try to help solve that for you. And they may not necessarily be coming with to you with a solution that's going to be appropriate or adequate for your particular situation. Yeah. Especially when, when we get worked up, when we work, get worked up, people want to resolve that. And sometimes they're going to not be thinking in our best interest. They're just trying to remedy the current situation, not the long-term situation. The fourth point here is to be direct. Share your news with your family and friends in as few words as possible. Who likes bullshit? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody likes BS, right? So don't drag it out. Don't try to do it in some cute or coy or kind of vague manner. Don't avoid the discussion. Just simply put it out there. John and I just simply said to some of our friends, hey, we have amassed a lot of credit card debt and we want to change that. We need to start taking some steps to prevent us from getting into a worse situation and improve on the situation that we're in. And for some people, that was simply enough. When it came to John's family, because we don't talk to my family, but when we came to John's family, we simply said, we have $51,000 in credit card debt. We need to change this. And of course, we can't do Christmas. <laughs> they, they, they were certainly surprised and ready to, to make help us make change. And I think it'll be helpful for why did we feel in certain circumstances to tell people our situation? Well, with some friends, we didn't want them to think that we were suddenly shunning them or avoiding them or declining invitations with them out of the blue for any reason that like we didn't like them anymore or what, what or there, there was something wrong with us. We wanted to be honest with them. And we said, hey, we got we have this debt and it's our goal to get this paid off as quickly as possible because it's causing us a lot of financial anxiety and stress. And so we're going to focus on this right now. That way, our friends knew that, hey, we weren't just ghosting people. We weren't just stopping hanging out with them. We're still friends with them and we'll still hang out with them in circumstances when it won't adversely affect our finances. And the same thing with my family. We shared with them that we had so much debt and that we were paying off that debt because my family likes to do Christmas huge, right? And that's this time of year, right? They like to do Christmas big and maybe even more more than is necessary. But we wanted to let them know that, hey, you know, we still love you. We still want to hang out with you for Christmas time, but we're just not going to be able to participate in the gift giving for this reason. So don't be upset. And those were the only, there were net, I think there were only a dozen or so people maximum that we shared this news with. That's why we felt compelled because we didn't want them to get upset for why we were suddenly changing how we interacted with them. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. Step five here is to prepare the message. 
practice, 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 but don't be a robot, right? Very often we create a lot of anxiety for ourselves because we don't know how to bring up the conversation. Well, the more you practice that with yourself, talk about it in a mirror with yourself, explain- Or a loved one who you're making these changes with. Exactly. (laughs) Practice that so that when it's time to actually have the conversation, you can be direct and to the point. You won't be coy. You won't upset other people. And it'll make it a lot less painful for yourself. So if you're feeling anxious about it, practice is a great way to solve that. Yeah. And I think the other thing about being prepared with your message is you know who you're going to talk to and how your the changes you're going to make in your life are going to have an impact on your relationship with that person or this group of people, right? So being prepared with what you're going to say with them is going to make that conversation a lot easier, especially if you can think about of some examples of how things are going to change and then how you're going to make life just as enjoyable or your relationship with them just as enjoyable as it has been in the past with these minor changes. The next thing here, step number six, is to be goal-focused. When we're goal-focused with what we're going to do, something happens when somebody tells you or you tell somebody that they're working on something. Our brains kick into this whole idea of how can I help you reach your goal? More often than not, when we share our goal with our friend or family, they they become solution-oriented. The great thing about that is, no, not all of their solutions are going to work for you, but hearing them tell you a story about how they worked on a similar goal or towards a similar solution or the things that they did can help you see how you can do something similar or give you the motivation to keep going. And it doesn't matter what your goal is. Try to frame it or what it is that you want to change. Try to frame it as a goal, right? My goal is to pay off $51,000 in credit card debt. My goal is to improve my credit score to an 850. My goal is to save up X number of dollars in emergency savings account. All of those things are a little bit more exciting than saying to someone, I have a bunch of debt. Because they're going to be like, oh shit, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Or my credit (laughs) score sucks. Or I have no money if an emergency happens. Right? All those statements are things that make people go... I need to get the heck out of here. Yeah, right? what to do. <laughs> yeah, and I will say that when we did share the, the people that we did share our news with, they were very supportive, and our friends specifically started to come up with ideas of how we can actually spend time with them. That wasn't always so focused on or resulted in so much money being thrown out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was very helpful because because their solution oriented minds help us achieve our goal that much more quickly. Step number seven here is to understand that not everyone is on the same journey, and that is totally fine. There are now 8 billion people in the world, and we are all on our own journey. We are not all going to achieve the same things at the same time, have all the same kinds of successes. We're just all different. And so understand that while you might have a goal, a financial goal of paying off debt or, or saving for a down payment on something that your friends or family might not have that same goal. And that is totally fine. You just need to be able to construct a lifestyle or a relationship with them so you can still have a relationship with them that doesn't adversely affect what your goal is. And they need to also adjust accordingly. And so that's the ask that you would have of your friends or family is, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to be focusing on, but let's continue to stay connected and have a good relationship with each other. 
what by whatever means that necessary. Right. And I think one of the other good things about this is to let them know that you're not going to judge them for the things that they want to do that you may have done with them in the past, but you're going to withdraw from doing it. So for example, John and I had to say to some of our friends, you know what, we're not going to go and drop $250 on dinner anymore. We can't afford to do that. We need to be setting money aside to paying off our credit card debt. We don't want to stop you from doing that. And we hope that someday in the future, we'll be able to enjoy doing that in a more financially responsible manner with you again. That way you're able to basically say to them, you do what's right for you because I'm doing what's right for me. And somewhere we're going to meet in the middle. Exactly. All right. Step number eight here is to ultimately remember to tame your mammoth. (laughs) Again, we talked about this at the outset. Our brains are our ancestral brains. They're rooted in this idea of we get scared when we need to share the truth with people, especially when that truth is something that we are not, we ourselves maybe have some shame or are uncomfortable with or are going to feel judged by. Yeah, there's a great article that we suggest you read called Taming the Mammoth, Why You Should Stop Caring What Other People Think on WaitButWhy.com. And basically what it comes down to is culture and society have evolved. Our brains haven't kept up. And as we said earlier, 99% of the people don't really give a rat's rip (laughs) what your goal is. They're not talking about you. They're not thinking about it on on an ongoing basis. It's just we in our mind are constantly thinking that other people are thinking about us constantly and they're simply not yeah so don't get wrapped up in it focus on what's important for you achieve what goals you want to achieve so that you can live your best life and not be stressed financially or have financial anxiety or anything like that step number nine is to find other resources that can help you out now of course we've got a whole bunch of queer money podcast and debt-free guys content that we can share because we've been talking about this for now it looks like 10 years actually (laughs) So check out How to Build Self-Confidence on Queer Money, episode number 266, The Power of Aligning Your Values and Standards on episode 280, How to Say No to Friends, episode 296, which would be very poignant for this particular episode and maybe the entire holiday season. (laughs) Also, we suggest maybe reading It's a Marathon, Not a Race, Namaste on DeafReeGuys.com. And then on our YouTube channel, we did this episode called Three Keys to Gain Self-Confidence. Check that out too. That might All those, the combination of those might provide you with the resources that you need to help build the courage to share with your friends what your financial goals are. And then the best way to articulate that with them so it's as unspontaneous and scary as possible. Yeah. (laughs) I think the other great thing about going and finding some resources for yourself is it's going to also prepare you for having that conversation. Oftentimes when we share these kinds of goals with people. We want to feel, like John said, the confidence level that we know that we can achieve this. But sometimes that comes with, we know that we have to create a little bit of a plan when we're going in to have this conversation about what it is we're going to do. Instead of just saying, I'm going to be paying off a bunch of credit card debt, or I'm going to be saving for an emergency savings account, lay out a little bit of your plan. These are some of the things that I plan on doing. I am going to be prepared because I've done a little bit of research on how to get there. My bet is that if you share with your friends and family, your goals are that way, they'll probably hop on board and try to do improve their financial situation, even just a little bit too. Yeah. So stay tuned for your queer money takeaway from this episode. 
make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you for listening to another episode. Here's your pre money takeaway from this one. You've done it before. When you came out, you can do it again with your financial goals. Stop caring what other people think of you and do what's right for you. So come out about your financial goals. Then join us Thursday for another bonus career money and next Tuesday when we share tips on how to spend responsibly this holiday season. Another episode on reducing financial stress and anxiety. Thank you and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.